Hey, tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. The mission, the vision comes from someone. And you as a business owner, you're passionate about something because of your family history, because of your childhood, because of your neighborhood. If you want to do something in your personal life, why don't you use your business to do some good? And then you can connect it with your product. Welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Travel industry veteran Shane Whaley will take you on a journey with fellow tourpreneurs, sharing their tips, ideas, insights, and success stories to inspire you to make your tour business the best it can be. And now, please welcome your host, Shane Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of the Tourpreneur podcast. I've invited on to today's show Anula Galevska. She is a tourpreneur and a sustainable tourism expert. She helps small and big tourism businesses grow by improving their sustainability operations and marketing. She has audited uh, over the last 10 years tour operators, hotels. So she's a real expert in this space. And I wanted to talk to her because that word, although the two words, sustainable tourism, means different things to different people. And I know all of us, we all want to do more for the environment. We all want to do more for our local economy. But I know many of us, you know, we're we're trying to make a profit. We're trying to make a living. And where does sustainability come in the order of things? So I figured it would be good to talk to Anula about how she defines sustainable tourism and to give us some takeaways of how we can start to build that within our own businesses. She has also recently launched a course. It goes live on October 3rd, which is a simple step-by-step system to accelerate our tour business through sustainability and to turn it into a brand that both travelers and locals love. Now, don't worry, it's not a big sales pitch. We spend the majority of this conversation talking about what we can do so we get some takeaways. And I do ask her about her course as well, because I know many of you will be interested in her coaching of how to become more sustainable. Show notes for today's episode can be found at tourpreneur.com forward slash 28. And do let me know if there are, I know we got great response to Josh Lieberman coming on and talking about the guest experience. Today, Anula is coming on and talking about sustainable tourism. If there's an expert out there that you would like to hear more from on the show, please do drop me a note. Or if there is a topic or theme or area where you want to hear an expert, drop me a note. Because yes, I love interviewing tourpreneurs. I love bringing you those stories. But I also love bringing experts onto the show that can give us some guidance, help and assistance and advice to to grow our businesses. So let's cross over to Anula Galevska. (laughs) Welcome to Tourpreneur episode 28, Anula Galevska. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very excited to be here with you. Where are you in the world today? In Moscow. It's very chilly in here, like three degrees and freezing at Celsius, I mean. Yeah. It's almost winter here. 
Wow. Okay. Well, uh, I think you're our first guest that we've ever spoken to who's been in Russia. So that's a first for Tourpreneur. Today, I'm really excited to talk to you about sustainability and particularly with sustainability when building a tour business, because you are an expert. I know you have a decade in sustainable tourism in terms of auditing at hotels and tour operators. I know you've given speeches at events like Arrival on sustainable tourism. So I'm really excited to find out from you today, because this is one of these words, I think, sustainability, that you hear a lot. And I think if we were to ask 10 different tourpreneurs, they would have probably have a different definition. So I want to ask you, in your own words, what is sustainable tourism? Okay, so I'm going to give you a definition. It's not my definition. It's like a global definition. And there's also a set of criteria what it's expected from sustainable tour businesses. So I'm going to tell you this. But I'm also going to tell you why it's not so much important. And what is more important when building a sustainable tour business, not the definitions. But anyway, let's start with the basic understanding. Uh, so the most common definition is sustainable tourism is tourism that creates better places for people to live in and better places for people to visit. And by better places, we are thinking of better in terms of a local economy. So the local economy should be growing. There should be a positive socio-cultural change. Um, so tourism should be supporting cultural heritage and strengthening the um, social norms and traditions, and also supporting the conservation and protecting natural environment. So this is what's expected from tourism businesses. Okay. And then your definition, how you see it? I mean, the, my definition is the same. The thing is that I believe that every business, like every person, should find something how they want to change the world for better or change their own environment for better. So the motivation should be coming from their own life rather than a definition that is imposed by Global Sustainable Tourism Council. Sure, because I'm pretty sure if you ask most entrepreneurs, hey, you know, do you want to be sustainable? Do you want to be more sustainable? Everyone wants to be more eco-friendly and environment-friendly and to have a sustainable tour business. When you look around today, are there any companies out there that you think, wow, they are doing it right? A really good example for us to look towards. Oh, there are tons of examples. Now, of course, there are companies that have like a very holistic approach and they, they meet all these different criteria on, on different levels. And if you want to look for the best examples, you should just look at the winners and finalists of all the Responsible Tourism Awards. But who do you think, which company do you kind of look at yourself and think, wow, you know, they cracked it? I mean, on the global level, you have in terms of tour operators, there's a bunch of international brands that are well recognized. Of course, like I work now with the Intrepid Group and I'm proud to say we are quite good, but also Jet Ventures and Jet Ventures is particularly good in working with social enterprises and communicating sustainability. I think they are masters. Then we have EXO in Asia, Kiri Travel, which is on the B2B side, and actually many others from the mainstream tour operators. TUI is doing the best. Of course, it's very far from perfect, but they are performing and they are trying hard at least. But then when you look at the small tour operators, they don't win the awards because they don't have the formalities in place. They don't have the policies written but there are tons of great examples. I don't know, like in, in Latin America, you have Awamaki, which won the uh, recent reward for, they are supporting women in Peru. 
What was the name of the company? Sorry. Awamaki. A-W-A-M-K-I. Great. And I will add that to the show notes, which our listeners can find at tourpreneur.com forward slash 28. So they are supporting women in Peru. So let's say, for instance, you were talking to a food tour here in the United States and they're like, yeah, Anula, you know, I want to do more. I want to be more sustainable. How do I go about connecting sustainability with making a profit? Because majority of our listeners are small to medium tour operators. They want to make a difference. They want to do the right thing, but they're also fighting really hard with some very thin profit margins, right? So what would your advice be? I know on, on, a, on a webinar I sat in on uh, last week, you were talking about five keys. And I know we're in a podcast episode, not a webinar, so don't have, have as much time for that. But what would your suggestions be? I'd love our smaller to medium-sized tour operators listening today to have a couple of takeaways that could at least start them on the journey to being more sustainable. The first question I would ask them is, what do they care about? What is their issue? What is they are passionate about as like people uh, in their personal life? And if there is any issue, any problem in their local environment, they would like to change. And if they define what they want to change, it can be something, I don't know, if they run food tours, maybe it would be related to food waste, or maybe it would be related to homelessness, or maybe they just want to support education. And when they understand what is the issue they want to change in their local community, then I would try to find a link how they can connect it with their products. So if they have something that they are passionate about and they have like their own motivation, then there are different ways how you can connect it to the product and to the company. So giving example of a food tour, obviously, if they are interested in reducing food waste as an issue in their local community, obviously, I would look at ways to make sure that they have no food waste on their food tours and trying to repackage it and maybe work with an organization that gives food to people who are in need or um, also giving trainings to schools and or like university students on managing food waste. So there are different things how they can create local impact within the topic, the thing that they are interested in. And then just because they would have a very clear mission, what they are up to as a company, then it's easier to communicate it to different partners and get supporters. So especially for small companies, having a clearly defined mission really can help get people on board, whether it's clients, because it differentiates the brand. So it's not only food tour, but it's food tour with a cause, but also on the side of suppliers and partners. When you are small, you need to be different somehow for people to trust you. And usually people trust if they see that you want to do something good for them as well and share the benefit and you are not there only to make money, but you also want to make meaning. I guess, you know, and this is hypothetical. I'm just talking about a food tour somewhere in some city. And they're like, yeah, we want to reduce food waste. We want to make sure that the restaurants that we take people to, that they are either giving their food to the homeless or, you know, some way of recycling, etc. Want to connect with other tourpreneurs? Then join our Facebook group at tourpreneur.com forward slash Facebook. I wonder what advice you would give to that food to a company when they let's say they go to five different restaurants, for instance. You know, how does that conversation happen between the tour operator going in? How should they communicate that when they're asking questions of the restaurants they're working with? First of all, they need to take responsibility on themselves, not uh, pass it on to the restaurant. So when you plan the itinerary, you just need to make sure that you're not planning for more than it is 
needed and that you know how to manage the food that you are including on a tour. It's not up to the restaurant. And then I know businesses that specifically work directly with like public fridges or other organizations for sharing the food waste. So there is a lot of things that they can do on their own. In terms of building relationships with their suppliers, I know that many companies, especially in the States, are not aware. Nothing about plastic. No one cares. They're like, no one really cares about food waste and all the environmental aspects. But I would start with just chatting to people and putting this topic into the conversation. If you start the conversation, some people will say that's bullshit. And some people would say, hmm, interesting. We don't do anything yet, but maybe we can try. And I think it's really important to start the conversation together and come up with solutions together. And with some people, it will resonate. And together you can like improve, you know, in the process. Yeah, and I would really offer any food tourpreneurs who are listening to the show today, if they have experience of what they have done to be more sustainable, or indeed the conversation that they might have had with restaurants to visit our Facebook group, which is our Tourpreneur Insiders Facebook group, which you can find in the show notes. I would love to hear some real life examples because I know, for instance, that some food tour companies, when they're starting out in particular, their challenge is actually getting restaurants to work with them because obviously restaurants want the full table value, for instance. So they're building that up. So it's a case of, you know, did you start the discussion about, let's say, food waste from day one, or did you start working with them, start providing value? And then, for instance, I I really love what you're saying about taking responsibility because in my mind, it's like, oh yeah, that's on the, the restaurant to make sure that they're recycling and you know, not, not how they're dealing with food waste. But as you say, if the, the food tour guide is noticing that, hey, we left a lot of food on the table in, you know, two out of the four restaurants, you know, maybe we can speak to that restaurant and say we don't need as much food. Although I know that the difficulty for food tour guides is, you know, everyone has a different size appetite. I always remember... Jeff Wilker, Underground Donut Tours, was saying that I think on, and and forgive me, Jeff, if you're listening, I can't remember, (laughs) and I should do, because I was on your tour. I think it's four stops on his Chicago tour with four donuts. uh, And he did the same thing in Philadelphia. And the Philadelphian wanted more donuts than the Chicagoans did. So uh, very often it is on appetite. But I do like the idea of the food tour guide actually taking stock and seeing, you know, what's being consumed, or is there a lot more waste? I think that's a really good idea. And also kind of looking at are they using plastic or, or whatever it may be in terms of, you know, having their own kind of mental audit and having that discussion. You know, I think that the main problem, like whether it's food waste or any other issue, is that people are lazy and they are used to doing things in a particular way or working with particular suppliers. And they are not just trying to be innovative. So there are many simple things that people can do to improve, they just don't think about it. I don't know. Instead of using forks, you can use pasta, like uncooked pasta, to do food uh, like samples, right? It doesn't cost more. It's super easy. It's it's like access, like anyone you can you can get it anywhere. It's just like changing some behaviors or habits that you have into greener one or things that are like will be better for the community. But people just don't do it because they don't think. So that my main point when working with um, their companies is to challenge their patterns and to try and make them think out of the box. And then you can come up with solutions that are very easy, that are like uh, good commercially as well. And they are fun to do, but people are just not thinking about them. So 
becoming more sustainable, the first step is that you need to start thinking differently. Yeah, and you know, Anula, I'm not going to sit here holier than thou. I'm pretty sure if you came to my home, <laughs> there would be things you would say to me in terms of, yeah, we recycle, but, you know, are we as good as, as we should be? And, you know, okay, I live in the United States. I know it's different from Europe, but I jump in the car. Should I be jumping on the bus? And I, I do live in, in a rural state, but, you know, there are ways we can all improve. So I never think it's a good idea to find the finger. And that's why I really liked on your webinar. And I think it was one of your keys actually it was a key number five where you talked about taking one step at a time that really resonated with me because you can't do everything right away and i don't think we should feel you know shame or guilt asking for help unfortunately i think that sustainability like is perceived by many as something very extreme and people say we don't have money we don't have resources we just cannot do it because we are too small we are not ready But like when you are a small child and you would say, child, go to McDonald's and eat a lot to grow fast. And then when you're big, you will start living your healthy lifestyle. It's the same with companies. If you don't have like a proper principles and values from the early stage, you will not grow in a, in a good way. And that's why it's important to incorporate these values and principles from the early stage. But in a small scale and things that are you're able to do. So I'm never pointing fingers. And I believe that doing small things is better than doing nothing. I'm really supporting any change and any efforts of companies trying to, to be better in one way or another. So there are so many different things you can do. And the number one is that you need to feel passionate about it. It's something that you really want to change and it motivates you because I really recommend a book called The Green Giants. Uh, it's a book that analyzes how big brands really mastered the sustainability game and managed to earn millions with it. And they say that it always comes from one particular person and leader that drives the change. And then this person gets people around him on board. But the mission, the vision comes from someone. And if you as a business owner... You're passionate about something because of your family history, because of your childhood, because of your neighborhood. If you want to do something in your personal life, why don't you use your business to do some good? And then you can connect it with your product in one way or another. There's always a way. Yeah, I like the book uh, Conscious Capitalism by John Mackey, uh, the CEO of Whole Foods. He talks a lot about that as well. Not so much from this. Well, there is sustainability in it, but it, it's overall in terms of something you talked about on your webinar, which I was really pleased to hear you talk about, which was how to connect sustainability and profit, because we all want to have a sustainable business and be helping the environment, etc. But, you know, we are all here to make profit. And very often in some circles, the word profit is a dirty word. But I was pleased to hear you embrace that because if businesses are not making profit, then they're not going to be able to contribute to better local economies and supporting minorities in the area and being more sustainable, correct? Totally. I mean, there are, oh my God, there are so many organizations, like especially nonprofits, that they have this amazing mission and they want to create amazing impact, but they don't make any money. And at the end, they cannot help anyone. So without money, we cannot create any impact. That's why I really support the concept of creating shared value. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that because one of your keys was get everyone on board, which I've run some pretty big sales teams in my time at booking.com and get your guide. And I know that 
that key, get everyone on board, sounds a lot easier than it is. <laughs> <laughs> and what tips would you have for a tourpreneur listening today to get their teams on board? Engage people in conversation and ask their, and them questions. So in the webinar, I was giving an example of how to work with guides. If we want to make a change on a tour and we would probably go to the guides and tell them, oh, now you have to do this and that. And probably they would say, whatever, I don't care, um, or pay me more to do this. But if we go to them and say, what are you interested in? What kind of uh, change you would like to create in your neighborhood? And then how we can help you with this, how the company can help you come, how tourists can help you. If we give ownership to the ideas to people, whether it's guides or staff, then it's a completely different conversation. And the role of a founder is to facilitate this conversation and this movement, but the ownership of the ideas should be within the team. The other key you talked about that I think links very nicely with that is to be genuine. What I took away from that from your webinar is not to be sustainable just because it's the cool thing to do, but to be really authentic in wanting to make a difference. Yes, very much so true. Being genuine and like, if people see that you are trying, sometimes you're struggling, but you're honest about it, then people would trust you. So people don't like other people who are too perfect. That's why we can use it as well for our own benefit. And by sharing our mistakes, we can actually gain trust. So instead of pointing the fingers and showing other people what they are not doing, it's better sometimes to to share what problems we have and ask for their advice. And this way, they will try to help us. And then we can build on something together. You introduced me to a new term, which I hadn't heard before, Anula, which was greenwashing. Mm, greenwashing or green hushing or both? <laughs> <laughs> well, greenwashing was the one I noted down. So uh, I obviously wasn't paying as much attention as I should have been because there was <laughs> greenwashing and green hushing. Interesting. Yes, yeah, so greenwashing is when companies... It's quite a wide term, not only in tourism, when companies don't do really much, but they use, let's say, uh, I don't know, they, they would do Christmas volunteering once a year, and then they would create like a big marketing campaign around it, and they would present themselves as, as the super responsible company, but nothing else except for this one-year event, they, they wouldn't do anything else. So this is greenwashing, on, or they would be using fake logos they're like green, but it doesn't mean anything. And this is like a common problem. And that's why people don't really trust the word sustainability because many people like overuse the word like we are green, we are uh, responsible, we are sustainable. But if there is no proof or explanation of what it means, then people lose trust to the term. That's why in general, when we talk about sustainability marketing, the rule number one is not to use the word sustainable. On the other hand, however, there are many tour companies that are truly sustainable, but they don't talk about it. So they actually hide on purpose all the good things that they are doing because they are afraid that they would be judged by people or that people should not know. So they are too humble and it's not good either because the role of companies is also to share best practice and raise awareness. So in particularly small responsible tour companies, tell less than they actually do. 
Did you know every weekday Shane curates the most interesting news articles in tours and activities and sends them out in a snappy daily digest? Grab your copy of the Tourpreneur Daily Briefing at www.tourpreneur.com. I want to talk about your course in a moment because I think it's really important for people who want to get better at being more sustainable. But there are other organizations. So the one I see often in the United States is something called Tourism Cares. So even if you are a small business, maybe it's just you and you're like, well, it's just me. I'm doing everything I can. You know, I remember Tourism Cares, I think in Vegas, at IPW, I think, or Denver maybe where they helped build playground equipment for local kids. I think the one in New Orleans, they went and cleared up rubbish. So they do a lot of things, raising money for Puerto Rico and, and areas hit by hurricanes, et cetera. So that's at tourismcares.org. And I think that is a really good organization to take a look at if you want to contribute as well. And you know, maybe you're a solo tourpreneur. But I, I want to talk to you about your course because you, you offer a course called Sustainable Tourism Made Easy. How long is the course? So the course, it's going to be like eight weeks coaching program. So we are going to be meeting once a week for eight weeks. And the course I created mainly to help companies connect the purpose and the profit. Because I see that there's a lot of discussion going on 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 the sustainability side and on the profitability side. But there is not so much connection. So I would like to put these two sides together and help businesses connect their social and the financial value. So that's the main point of the course. So we are going to be learning the sustainability standards, but also how to incorporate into the core business strategy. Right. So it's an eight-week program. So obviously that's online. So anyone around the world, because you know we, we have listeners in 82 countries now at Tourpreneur. So um, obviously th- there are time zone issues. So I guess some, some of our listeners might need to watch a recorded session that you run. <laughs> yes, yes. It's going to be an online course, but everything will be available afterwards for people who cannot uh, take part in the live sessions. Um, I will also have uh, additional office hours for people to join me for individual questions that I have. And it's the first uh, round of the course that I'm running. So I'll be really available for any questions because I want people to uh, gain as much as they can from, from the course and I'll be all there for them. So anyone can join from any time zone. Sure. Who would you say this course is ideal for? For incoming tour operators and activity providers, mainly for owners or managers if you're a guide of, or if you have any other role a little bit on the side, you would benefit, but some parts might not be relevant because this is extremely practical course. So we're going to be taking your specific company and working on your business plan, on your mission statement, on your supply chain, on your marketing strategy, step-by-step step, and integrating all these parts in your own business. So the course is ideally for someone who has a business already or wants to create a business from scratch. But if you just want to learn because you're like a student, you might need to come up with an idea for a business and apply all the homework, let's say, every week to a specific case. Well, this is kind of music to my ears because I get frustrated with some courses that 
are very theory led. So for instance, I just completed a course at University of Vermont, which was a, a digital marketing certificate. It was a good course, but it was very much theory, not so much hands-on. So it sounds to me like your course is for, like you say, for people who are either planning a business or they have a tour operation, they want to be more sustainable and they want to actually implement what you're going to teach rather than not being able to give a speech and define sustainability. They're actually able to be hands-on. Yes, totally. I mean, because I, I studied responsible tourism management at Leeds back at university. And if anyone from the academics is listening to me now, they definitely know that I'm not an academic person. Yeah. I hate theories. So this course is 100% practice. I'm a tour business owner myself, and we are not going to be doing much theories. So if you want to learn theories about sustainability management in general, then this is not the course for you. Yeah. No, I, knowing most of our listeners, uh, they'll be happy that this is hands-on because they want to implement things in their business and not just know what the definitions mean. So it's an eight-week program. When does it start, Anula? Uh, very soon, actually, on the 3rd of October already. We are starting the first kickoff session. And by the end of the program, uh, people will also get all the templates. So like part of the sustainability it's also like managing sustainability, so also having some particular policies in place. So I prepared already the templates. So it's only enough to fill it with some specific uh, information about your company, but you will not have to come up with all the templates and policies yourself from scratch. So this is a lot of work done already for you. So you're really flattening the learning curve for people who study your course. Yes, definitely. I've done it for many clients myself and... At the end, the principles are very, very similar because there are some global standards and everyone needs to meet those standards. And it's not a rocket science. The main point and the main task for everyone individually is to come up with their own mission and what they want to actually change. Um, but the rest is more, it's like admin, you know, applying some specific solutions that work and they are proven successful. So it's just me showing you like lots of resources that you can directly apply in your business. And just to be clear, because I know most of our listeners are very busy tourpreneurs, so it's it's an hour a week for the, the live class. I imagine there'll be homework and assignments. So what would you say would be the time investment per week for people who want to take your course? So the live chats would be one hour and then the homework would be like additional half an hour to an hour, depending where you are. Of course, like how business is developed already or what your purpose story will be, how much you want to achieve. Some people, I believe, that would join the course and then, you know, they don't have time now, but they will have access to the course and to all the templates and all the content for a lifetime. So brilliant. if you don't have time right now to join and you would, uh, let's say, miss the first two sessions, you can watch later and then, you know, access the, the materials. And also I have the money back warranty. So I really, I believe that it's going to be useful resource for everyone. But if you join the course and if you don't like it, I won't ask you any question. I will just give you money back. So there's really no risk here. That's really good of you. And what I will say is I get so many emails from people who are running courses or consulting that want to come on the show and talk about their stuff. And this is uh, probably the first time we've ever done this on Torpreneur because I vet everybody 
And, you know, I know you from hearing you speak at Arrival. We've got mutual connections in the industry. I know you are the real deal when it comes to sustainability. So I have no hesitation in recommending you to Tourpreneur listeners. Thank you so much. I'm really, really honored. And you cannot imagine I'm when I, I shared news about the course, everyone was so positive because I think people were really waiting for it. And I was asked so many times about it. So thank you so much for support. I, you cannot imagine like it's such an honor for me to be here. So thank you. Brilliant. I just want to quickly touch on the cost. So when I'm looking at your website, the best value is $449. There's yes. also you offer an installment program as well. Yes, I offer it. So like the best value is like the eight week course plus four bonuses. So all different templates. And at the end of the course, you'll be almost set to apply for any sustainability certification. So it's kind of uh, what we are looking at. You can pay in three installments. I also have a VIP pass, let's say, with additional individual hours of consulting with me directly. And I also have two special things. One, it's a special price for tourism social enterprises. It's only 249 So if you're a proper tourism social enterprise, you can send me the papers and then you can join the course in a special price. And one important thing is I offer the buy one, give one. So in addition to this course, I created a course specifically for nonprofits, how nonprofits can benefit from tourism. Great. And if you purchase the course, you will give access to one nonprofit to access the other course I created for them. Because at the end, I want more nonprofits and social enterprises be part of the tourism industry. So by doing this, I hope we can create more links. Yeah, and you're practicing what you preach. I love it. <laughs> I also just want to make this abundantly clear to our listeners is Tourpreneur is earning nothing from this whatsoever. I, I'm not even wanting an affiliate code or whatever else. And you can find out more details on the course at sustainabletourismmadeeasy.com. Or if you're out and about, maybe you're ready to lead a tour and you're listening to the show, as I know many of you often are, if you go to tourpreneur.com forward slash 28, all the links will be on the site in the show notes. Anula, is there anything else you'd like to touch on before we wrap up? No, I, I hope to see you guys at some point, maybe arrival. And I really hope that we can next time talk about the amazing things and the impact all your listeners are, are making locally. So I hope for a follow-up discussion with my students and your listeners. Fantastic. Definitely would love to speak to you, your <laughs> graduates because I, I know many are going to sign up and they're going to get a ton of value out of it. So Anula, thank you very much uh, for giving us. How do I say thank you in Polish? Dziękuję. Dziękuję. There we are. Dziękuję. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur podcast. Be sure to visit torpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.